1: And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg.
2: And welcome back in hour number 2 of the program. And uh, we will take your phone calls again at 508-996-0500. I promise I won't hang up on anybody again. And I swear it was the phones. I swear it was somebody put the handset back on the uh, on on the phone and you have to have it off in order to put somebody on hold. My fault. I started here and, well, the first show that I came in and did was The Locker Room back in 2002. Jack Peterson, Evan Russo, they were the hosts of, this, of The Locker Room. And they brought me in to do the wrestling report every week. And then I became a, a third co-host. And this is the phone system that we had back then. And when I first started doing Spooky South Coast in 2007, 6, 2006, right? Yeah, 6. This was the phone system that we had. So <laughs> I had enough years with it. I should know how to utilize it. Um, and I think, I think it was the phone system we had when I started my Saturday morning talk show as well. I may be wrong. But I think, I think we had it then. I think it was replaced while I was doing that show. So it's, it's, it's been a while. So please forgive me if I, if I hung up on you or, or cut you off in any way. But the phone lines are open, 508 You can also use App Chat on the WBSM app. And uh, as we've been telling you about, too, we also have the open line feature. On the WBSM app as well, where you can record audio and send it right here to us in the studio. So if you open that up and you press the button and you record it and then you send it to us, we can play it on the air. Now, keep in mind, you want to keep it um, suitable for air. And we are still going to um, preview it. I like how I'm losing words in my mind today. So... We'll still have to make sure we can play it on the air, but help us out. Just keep it clean. Don't be like miserable in his app chat messages with, uh, with the horrible language that you should wash your cell phone out with soap after using some of the words that you've used. But, um, we'll, we'll happy, we'll be happy to take your thoughts in any of those ways. And I want to incorporate more of those voicemails from the open line feature as we go along with the show. So I hope that you will start to utilize that. All right. So I had mentioned well, hold on here we get a call so let's let me take that. Uh but then I do want to get into uh this uh this press release that was put out by Council Ryan Pereira uh who will be joining us on Friday with Council President Morad during the the Council President segment on Friday. 508-996-0500 you are next on WBSM hello. Good
3: morning Tim. How are you? Good how are you? Doing all right. Um I just wanted to tell you what my nephew's going to make tonight. He's 14. I know. We're talking about food for a second. Sure. Um, uh, he's 14 years old, and he's in eighth grade. He loves to cook with his mother and father. Anyway, he's making beer cheese. You ever mm. had that? Yeah. Homemade beer cheese, and he's making some um, battered-dipped onion rings and homemade pretzel rolls. My sister-in-law's making those. Oh. And, and then um, the burger, I don't know. He's going to mix all kinds of stuff in that. He, that's, that's his thing. And then bacon. And, um, so that's, that was all we on that last night, but they put, uh, Indian food out. I, uh, I'm not a big Indian fan. I don't like curry. Oh,
2: anyway. yeah. I, I love making Indian food. I mean, I'm not really great at it. And I yeah. depend on a lot of stuff coming out of the jar, but it's yeah. great. Especially if you oh, open yeah. the windows and, it, and your neighbors can smell what you're cooking. And it's yeah. like, oh, what's going on over there? He's going beyond just burgers tonight.
3: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I know. I thought I'd tell you that. And, um. I, I didn't. I watched him yesterday all day long because he took all my soap operas off. So I was pretty upset about that. Ah, yeah. But today they said that they're going to be putting uh, General Hospital because they have a the nurses' ball. I <laughs> say they
2: still have yeah. soap operas on TV.
3: Oh yeah. Hmm. The, the only ones I watch is Bold and Beautiful, General Hospital, and um, Young and Restless. But um, so they're, that
2: they're both, that's both ABC and CBS, right?
3: Yes, okay. right. And so while uh, General Hospital is getting is real good. And um, they're gonna be uh, they're gonna play the, they're gonna air from yesterday because he took the whole day and it was the first day of the nurses ball. Oh
2: <laughs> man! Well, I yeah, see? my mom my mom grew up a Days of Our Lives fan and had to watch yes. it every single day and yeah. she was so like freaking out because they moved it to Peacock but she she got it all under control and she's still able to watch it so.
3: Oh good, that's good. Yeah. Uh, so who's cooking for Easter?
2: Uh, I'll probably be home on Easter. I forgot that it's Easter. No, it's brought. not. Not a big, not a big holiday in in my household.
3: No, yeah. No, nah, well, we it's, just, it's just gonna be us and um, my sister and my brother and his uh, wife. We used when and, I was a
2: kid, we would go out to yeah. eat, and then we would go to my grandmother's house. So we would go to like one of my favorite places to go, and we would we would go on Easter sometimes. It was this place called Linda Mays. I don't know if you oh. ever been to one of those, but there yeah. was a, there was a couple of them, and they they had like a little like. Um, like a little salad bar, buffet type thing, and then, like you nice. could you know you could get they would do the ham dinner for Easter and all that stuff, so
3: yeah, that's fun, see we we have a big family my when my parents were alive, everybody used to come to the house, so we but we we stopped that because there's just too many of them, you know, and then, but we still have you know we we still have them most of them do it at home with their families now, but you know, but it's like we still have a couple ones too now are too old, too yeah old. when
2: when when my well, wife 10 and I, of us. When my wife and I were together, we'd have to go to her mom's house for Easter. But I always would push, like, on Thanksgiving, like, do we have to go? Like, it's always a fight about where we're going and whose yeah. house we're going. Like, can we just do it yeah. ourselves at home? Because then I we know. get all of the leftovers. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I know. That's the best part, especially the sandwich. Yeah, the absolutely. And the onions and the stuff, and the mayonnaise, and the cranberry sauce, and the, and the turkey.
2: Now you're making me hungry. Oh. I know, me too. Well, you enjoy your, uh, your, yeah, yeah. your pretzels and beer cheese tonight. It sounds delicious.
3: I know. I, I'm sure it will be. He's a very talented cook. He's well, he's only young, but he's and he's also in baseball. So he's had to skip the night. So well, if he doesn't
2: make the major leagues, he's he's got a future ahead of him in the restaurant business.
3: That's right. I know it.
2: Thank All you right. so Take much. Have a, Have a good day. Bye bye. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. If you want to call in and chime in, uh, yeah. Per, oh, those those soft pretzels and the beer cheese, very good. I don't see that. My problem is I don't like salt. So a lot of times pretzels can be too salty for me, but having that, first of all, warm pretzel has, you know, it's not as salty, but yeah, with that beer cheese, good stuff. 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in, I am definitely hungry. I've I've got my oats over here that I'm eating during breaks, but uh, it won't, I'm, I won't stop thinking about pretzels and, and beer cheese, which there's probably quite a few places around here I can pop in and get it if I really wanted it. Let's see. I wanted to read to you this uh, press release that came from Councilor Ryan Pereira, and I, I don't know that I'll read it in its an entirety. It's it's not it's not too long, but uh, the so the council is getting in the habit now of putting out press releases, and if, for any councilors that are listening, I I just want you to know, and it's something that we've we've talked about with the mayor's office. It's something that we've talked about with other organizations and, and other municipalities, and people aren't happy about it, but. Just because you put out a press release, I don't. I don't want you to expect that there's going to be a story about every press release that gets put out. Again, it's a manpower, a woman power thing. We don't have enough people because, in our case, it's Kate Robinson. We don't have enough people who can put all that stuff up, and I'm, it's not something that readers respond to. So, I know that they have put in the system where they're going to be putting out these press releases. I I hope that the media is picking up on them and putting them out, but I don't know that it's going to be the case, Um, which is why they need to get that social media going, which they are working on so that they can share them all directly with you. Um, But of course, we'll always talk about them when they come in here. And so this is Councillor Pereira's response to the city's, uh, to New Bedford's building. I'm sorry, let me read this correctly and not cross my eyes. This is from Councilor Pereira regarding the City of New Bedford's Building New Bedford Housing Strategy Plan. There we go. Uh, He says, I am pleased that the mayor and his administration are finally taking steps to address the growing housing crisis our city is facing. I firmly believe that the creation of housing units for all income levels, especially workforce-style housing, should be a top priority for our city's government. I'm excited to see that the city's housing plan includes this as one of their six main areas of focus. Streamlining the permitting process, updating zoning laws, and cutting through red tape are all areas that need improvement. And seeing a commitment from the city to address this is reassuring. I believe that these steps are required in order to attract development in New Bedford. I look forward to working with the administration in accomplishing these goals outlined in the plan. I commit to improving the housing situation, which is negatively impacting our community. As chairman of the Committee on Ordinances, I will ensure proper hearings and meetings are held in a time-sensitive manner to expedite zoning changes or city ordinance changes. I feel it is necessary to assure the residents and homeowners of our city that I will always be mindful of the harm that gentrification can cause. Development is always welcome in our city, but it must be done in a responsible way for all to benefit. Zoning laws were created to protect property owners from unexpected development that would cause harm to the fabric of the neighborhood. We must be mindful of this and take into account how neighbors feel about issues and further be willing to do extensive outreach. I am, however, extremely disappointed to have had no prior knowledge that this plan was being created and not given a copy in advance to fully educate myself on this issue. In a meeting just five days prior with Mayor Mitchell while discussing the rent stabilization issue, not one mention of a city housing plan was made, nor was an invitation extended at that meeting to the press conference. Nevertheless, now is the time for renewed cooperation and good governance. This works both ways, and I am committed to the housing issue. It's one of of great importance to our city. Let's start building apartments and houses for our residents to call home. Let's start working together to build a better new Bedford. And let's get relief for our residents who are dealing with the housing crisis. And I want to point out that um, Councillor Pereira has a day job that uh, it requires a lot of his focus and attention. So he is probably not listening to WBSM during the course of his work day as much as he would like to. But the mayor did give us a heads up the week before that this was coming very soon so the housing plan so you know we knew here that it was coming out um so i i don't know why that wasn't common knowledge if it was something that the mayor was was discussing on the radio 508-996-0500 uh there was a caller who had just called in sorry it took me a second to get to you but i was i was reading from the computer so i didn't see the phone ringing but you can call in 508-996-0500 and reply to that. Um, But, of course, uh, you know, Councilor Perra makes a number of good points in that, and it certainly is reassuring to see that part of this plan will be making changes to zoning, making changes to the required number of parking spaces, eliminating some of that red tape, which, let's face it, if you are a developer and you can come into this city and have to go through a bunch of hoops or you can go into that city and not have to go through a bunch of hoops. For example, people were pointing to Fall River and all the development that was happening over there. Well, they had less red tape. From I mean, I'm, that's the way it's been characterized to me. I don't, I don't know for certain, but but that has benefited them. So now re- easing some of these these processes will make it easier for developers to want to build here. And I was thinking about this the other night that you know mayor mitchell was talking about and so was josh amaral when he was with us uh, last friday they were talking about the accessory dwelling units and how they were saying that that might you know they don't think that that's going to make a huge impact in helping the housing crisis but that it will help and it is something that Councilor burgo was was pushing for as part of you know when talking about the rent stabilization issue that was something that he wanted to see was changes to the accessory dwelling restrictions and I do think that that might be something that can benefit people because I'm thinking about how many folks there must be that own homes that are, you know, a single person living in a large home that they might have bought when they had a family, a big family. But now now it's just them um, or maybe it's a couple and, you know, their children are all grown and maybe it's somebody who, you know, could let their family member live with them in one of those units. I think it will have a, a a good impact. And I don't think you can really understand how much it'll have until people are willing to do that. Now, again, they have to be willing to put the money up to convert these extra spaces that they have into these units. But if you think about some of these buildings that you've seen around the city, then you see that there have been you know, uh, innovative ways to change some of these over. For You know, I had a friend when I was in college whose uh, apartment in the north end of New Bedford was a converted attic. And his grandfather owned the house. His grandfather had owned it for a long time and had rented out, I think it was three floors, three, uh, you know, a three-decker. So he was renting out all those other apartments. And when he was looking for a place to stay because he didn't want to have to pay for campus housing, he asked his grandfather if one of the apartments were open. And I think he actually owned a couple of buildings. And the grandfather said, no, I've got people in there who have been good people and they've been there for a long time. But I think I can turn the attic of of this building into an apartment because it's really big and I offered his storage to my tenants, but none of them use it. And I think all that he had up there was, you know, just some stuff that a tenant had left behind that he moved up there to, rather than throw it away. And so... My friend spent the summer with his grandfather refurbishing that attic and he – that's how he stayed when he went to UMass and saved a lot of money that way. I think the grandfather still charged him a little something for living there. But how many instances might there be like that? You know, how many people might be willing to say, okay, I know I got to put in a bathroom. I know I got to put in a kitchen, little kitchenette, but we can do it and – maybe we live up there and we make money off the rest of it maybe some of the older folks who are saying that they live paycheck to paycheck might choose to do that with their with their home then they don't lose their home they still can leave it to their family but they can bring in some income for themselves so i think it will help i think it will help i think i think it's being downplayed how much that it could help because if you look at the way that a lot of these buildings the the, the way that they're laid out there, there are those spaces. Now, of course, the, the important thing is that they have to follow the the regulations when they create these spaces, and they have to be safe. You know, we don't need people living in, in something that's going to be a fire trap that they can't get out of either. Uh, so that's why, hopefully, these are all going to be done, you know, on the books and and by the books. 508-996-0500, if you want to call in and chime in, hit us up on App Chat if you want to discuss. Uh, let's say... Uh, Carol Ann, it says, Linda Mays in Dorchester. I love that place. Yeah, I remember, like, it seemed really fancy to me when I was a kid because you walked in and they had, like, the glass behind the salad bar, like the glass walls, like, in this corner, and you're like, oh, oh this place is fancy, and it, it probably wasn't fancy. I think the other one was in Stoughton, if I remember right, like, in the Stoughton-Brockton line, like, right near – um I'm going to, I'm going to give you the restaurant that everybody knows, not the strip club that everybody knows, but where Frank's is like in that area. I think it was like kind of across diagonal across the street from Frank's or maybe a little bit further down toward toward what was service merchandise. I spent a lot of time in service merchandise as a kid. My mom likes jewelry (laughs) and they, she would go there all the time. Service merchandise was the most boring store for a kid. But then when my wife and I started dating, that's where I bought her her first piece of jewelry and one of, uh, I think, only two two or three I ever bought her. Anyway, that's why we're probably not married anymore. But the, um, <laughs> yeah, Linda Mays was a great, was a great place. Uh, don't ask me if I remember, you know, exactly what I ate there. I do remember trying eggplant there for the first time, though, and I loved it, so still do. 508-996-0500. We'll be back in a few moments. <clears throat> money speaking of money for nothing for my money one of the best weird al parodies is his version of that song he took money for nothing and he set the Beverly Hillbillies theme song to it so that's that was just genius to me but I don't know that sting thought all these years later when he sang that that part in the background if he didn't know that that's that sting singing I want my MTV but I don't know if he Realize that all these years later, after that song was released, uh, that he would be heard behind some of the biggest shows on television. Because Yellowstone, which is the number one show on cable, far and away, the number one dramatic show on cable, the number one you know fictional show on cable, Sometimes it loses to, to Tucker Carlson in the in the nighttime ratings, you know the, the overall ratings, um, but it airs on Sunday night, so it always wins its night far and away. But the viewership for it is insane in today's TV climate, which is not nearly what it used to be when network TV was impo- was important, but here's a, a show that is you know wildly popular. plus all of these streaming shows on Paramount Plus that are put out by MTV Studios. And Sting, you hear Sting every single time because they have the moon man sticking the flag in the moon and it says MTV because it's MTV Productions. So I don't know that he, he knew that he was going to have that happen. I hope he's getting some kind of residuals on that. I hope the rest of the band is too really because they they wouldn't have existed if not for them. But I, I remember being that kid and having that t-shirt that said I want my MTV. I was lucky that my cable system had it, but there were a lot of cable systems that didn't carry it at all. And I I love going back on YouTube. You can watch the first like 10 hours of MTV on YouTube if you want and go back and see some of those bands like the, the the caller in the previous hour was talking about. A lot of fun. Anyway... 508-996-0500. 508-996-0500. Coming up in the next hour, New Bedford Mayor John Mitchell will be here with us. We'll talk about some different issues going on in the city, and we'll take your phone calls at 508-996-0500. We'll also take your app chat messages and your open line voicemails. But the, um, I think a lot of folks are, are waiting for tomorrow for when the City Council President Linda Morad will be here with us for an hour. And I hope that uh, those of you who have been wanting to call in will call in I know that uh, I'm sure Catherine is going to call in. I know she will because she has a lot of questions for the council president. So um, I'm hoping that uh, the rest of you will. If you don't get a chance to, and you don't, you don't get a chance to hear it live, of course, it will be podcast for you to check out later on. And hopefully, if uh, if all goes well and Council President Morad enjoys speaking with all of you, that she'll come back and make it, you know, kind of a semi regular thing. Uh, it's a little bit different situation than Council President. But then, uh, Counselor Abreu was in when he was the council president because he was giving us, you know, basically he was giving us his coffee break from work. And so we were getting him for this, this brief amount of time and I wanted to pack all the information that we could in that time. Uh, so he was actually out working. Now, of course, he's the, the big president of Selmos. <laughs> I'm just, I can't. I mean, I, I'm so excited for him and all the the great success with that. Every every time I open up social media, I see the Selmo page and it's it's uh, reached another deal with another place to carry carry the syrup. So, and uh, I'm still enjoying the many bottles that I bought. I bought a whole bunch when they had the first pop up, and then I started buying the the glass bottles. So I have my glass of more milk before I go to bed because I'm turning into an old man. I have to have a glass of milk before I go to bed so I don't wake up with you know, indigestion. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are on WBSM.
4: Hey, Tim. I know I called earlier, but I didn't hear anyone else calling, so I figured I'd give you another call.
2: Well, I mean, we still want to keep it to one call per show, but what's what's on your mind?
4: The thing He just happened to be in the studio that day. Yeah, they, they asked him... And they asked him to sing that.
2: They just added... So was the line already in the song? Because, you know, obviously people knew...
4: I believe the line was already in the song. But he was... They they worked out of the same studio. I I watched the show on it one time. Mm -hmm. And and he just happened to be there. And they asked him if he wanted to do the background. He said, sure. Sure.
2: Because I know, I know that the police, uh, you know, the, the the promo that they did, "I Want My MTV," was one of the more popular ones that they ran. So it makes sense that he's the guy that sings it, anyway.
4: Right, and um, he, uh, I think he might have been doing his first solo album at the time.
2: I um, I wish I. He's one guy that I have not gotten to see live. Uh, I did I see saw the pol- him twice. I saw the police on the reunion tour, but I haven't seen Sting t- solo, but.
4: I definitely want to. I saw to. The Police twice. The first time I saw him, go was open for him. Yeah. Oh, and uh, what was the first video ever played on MTV? It was Video Killed the Radio Star by the Buggles. Yeah, not too many people get that one. What was the yeah. second video ever played on MTV? I don't know. What was it?
2: I don't know. I used to know it. I was hoping you did. Uh, oh. It was either Rod Stewart infatuation or it was, um, I think that's what it was. I think I think it was Rod Stewart. Uh,
4: for some reason, I think you're right.
2: Yeah, and then of course the first song that was ever played on MTV Two was "Where It's At" by Beck.
4: Yeah, I was already I like Beck, but I was already out on on the sea at that time.
2: <laughs> I I figured to, to you know when it when it launched, I was like I should watch this. It's going to be as monumental as when MTV the original launched, and it was not.
4: So no, not nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing quite the same. But,
2: you know, there's still days when I'm sitting around doing nothing or I'm working on the computer at home and I want some background noise, I turn on MTV Classic and I watch all the old videos. So my favorite is uh, the alternative. They do the alternative one and they do the 90s one. I like I like watching those ones. I would
4: love to just watch
2: all the 80s. Yeah, they have a totally 80s show, so you can you can catch all those too.
4: All right, Tim, Thanks. All right. Oh, uh, yeah. I I would go I would go with you to see that Natalie Merchant if you had no one to go to do it with you.
2: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Ninety dollar ticket. I don't know how I feel anymore about going there now. I mean, I I should have jumped yeah. on those thirty dollar tickets. I don't know what I was thinking.
4: I think I would still. Drop 100 bucks to see her.
2: My whole thing is I'm, I'm quietly saving money to go to Vegas to see U2 for their residency. And I have no idea how much those tickets are going to cost. I have no idea. My, I know my dad can get me a flight out there pretty cheap because he's really good at it. But I have no idea what it's going to cost to get one of those tickets. And then I also want to go to Peter Gabriel this year, too.
4: I saw you 2 three times. I've seen them ten times. Ten times ten times did you see him at Sullivan Stadium when he had a broken arm nope I um by the t- well hold
2: on I did see them at that stadium I did but I don't think he had the broken arm at the time that would have been uh, what tour was that
4: that was the Joshua tree I believe yeah
2: no the first tour I saw them on was pop in 97 I was uh I was too young to go to concerts at that the age the first
4: one I saw was in their first world tour their first uh, uh New Year's Day
2: Oh wow! So yeah, you're going going way. You're you're a little older than I am, though. So
4: yeah, I'm almost sixty.
2: I was uh, I was too young to go to concerts then, and my parents weren't into them enough to bring me. They brought me to things like the Beach Boys.
4: My first concert was uh, original Kiss, 1978. Wow, I saw. Uh, wait, that's a lie. My first concert was Rush. Kiss was my second.
2: Well, both great shows. No matter what,
4: hemispheres. Ru-
2: did you uh, did you go see that movie that's out now about the record label with Kiss? No, is I it? never heard about it. Kiss is a big part of the, the story of the movie. I forget the name of it, but it's out in the theaters now. Casablanca? Yeah, that was it's, record
4: it's, a, label, it's right? all about
2: the record label, yep. So I, I haven't had a chance to see it. I'll probably see it when it's streaming. Yeah,
4: that's when I'll see it. All right. I don't even have any cable, just basic.
2: Well, I'll let you know if I see it pop up on the streaming.
4: Well, let me know on the line if uh, you're going to go, because I'll go. <laughs> we'll do. All right. All right, thank you. Later. And uh, I do have to take a
2: break. If you want to call in 508-996-0500, we'll be back in a few moments. <laughs> And one of the best bass lines ever in that song, Adam Clayton, really outdid himself on that. And you know, I've always felt that it's kinda lost in the mix a little bit. When I got my first pair of Bose headphones, I that's the song that I played at first. And it made it made everything stand out. The first time and this is not a commercial for Bose in any way, but I felt like spatially, you could you could hear where everything, where every instrument was. It's like you were in the room with them as they were recording it. So that's, uh, that's always going to be, when I started playing bass, I told my instructor, I said, that's the song that I want to be able to play. And he just looked at me and he goes, well, let's see. Let's see how far we get. (laughs) Uh, RC, he's a great guy. Uh, So. Got a couple of app chat messages. Answered Seven and a kushna corrected me. The second video on MTV was You Better Run by Pat Benatar. Uh, Yellowhead in New Bedford says, uh, ironically, Video Killed the Radio Star was the first video shown on MTV. And what's funny about that, too, is that song by the Buggles, it wasn't a new song. Like, a lot of people think that it was a song that was a reaction to uh, MTV, coming online but this was this was not a new song it was a couple of years old at that time so MTV launched in 81 i think this was uh, a song from 79 if i remember right so this was something that you know the idea of video killing the radio star had already been around before there was a 24 hour music video channel and because you know those videos had been coming around and mike nesmith from the monkeys does get a big Uh, uh, amount of credit for being involved in producing some of those. But music videos have been something like British TV had been showing for a long time. They just didn't call them that. Uh, And uh, Bob Cabral in New Bedford says, are you a Springsteen fan? Four-hour show at Gillette in 2016. Most concerts are an hour and 45 minutes. Even at 73, he's doing three hours. What a concert. Uh, I am a Springsteen fan. And I saw him one time live at the Garden uh, when my friend was getting married, he bought like t- uh, you know he bought groomsman's gifts for everybody, and uh, that like around that time he brought me to two concerts. So I was like, wow, this is all, all this just because you're getting married. I would have came anyway. You didn't have to bribe me by taking me to the police and Bruce Springsteen. Uh, but uh, we went to see Springsteen at the Garden with his brother and his dad. And who are, they're, they're all big Springsteen fans and what a show. I think it was close to four hours for that show too. And at the end of it, like, you're just, you're exhausted. So imagine how Bruce and the East Street band feel. But yeah, I, I am a big fan. Um, I was not a big fan of his reaction to when this, when the ticket price scandal happened, when he came out and, you know they were people were complaining cuz some of the seats were like 3000 bucks and he said something along the lines of you know like hey the guys in the band need to make some money too and i was like, eh, I don't know. but people are paying the ticket prices anyway people are going especially because some folks think it might be his last tour i don't know i would never count bruce springsteen out he'll he'll even if he's just doing theaters by himself like i i don't think he can ever stop performing anyway 508-996-0500 uh, you can talk about that. We were talking earlier about the Donald Trump indictment. Uh, I, as I was saying before, if you missed it, I don't I don't see it going anywhere. But then again, I don't know all the intricacies about these alleged crimes. To me, it seems like you had to come up with a lot of a lot of evidence to try to make it into a felony of knowing that they were doing something wrong, knowing they were doing something criminal. I just assume that they always assume that whatever they're doing, they know they're doing something wrong. That just seems to be the way that the business operates, the Trump organization operates. But I don't know that there's enough there to convict, but I'm not a legal expert, and we'll certainly see how it plays out. I think that it's like everybody that's taking a victory lap – and I saw a lot of my friends on social media doing just that. You know, yesterday saying, oh, this is the day that I've been waiting for. Uh no, make the day you're waiting for. If you really believe that he is a criminal and needs to be punished for what he has done, well, make that day the day that he's convicted. Don't say that, that this is the day you've been waiting for when it it might not go anywhere. And I honestly think that it probably won't. So 508-996-0500, you're next on WBSM. Oh, hold on. There we go. You're next on WBSM. Hello.
1: Yes, uh, can I talk about a new law that just they just passed in regards to uh, bicycle riding on the streets?
2: Yeah, tell me about it.
1: Well, they, they, they passed a law that you have to stay four feet away from a person that's on the sidewalk. I mean, you know, a bicycle mm-hmm. or somebody on a wheelchair. And and the four feet, I'm in favor of that. There's no problem with that. You know what I mean? Uh, making sure that they have room. My only concern is that I taught my sons to drive. And uh, one of the rules of the roads that two solid yellow lines, nobody can pass on either side. Mm-hmm. And like if you, I used to work at Bridgewater, so I would take 140 and take exit 9. And then when you hit those roads, county roads and route 18, that's where you see a, a lot of those roads with the double lines and when you can pass. Uh, right. Or what? One thing I don't like about this new law is that if somebody's riding a bicycle, you could cross a double yellow line uh, to meet the, the the law requirement of four to, to give them the space. And and uh, you know I, I taught my sons, my grandkids, I, and I always told them you never, never, never cross that line. Uh, and and uh, now you could. And my fear is that a lot of people that are going to be coming on the other opposite side of the road are going to see cars in their way, not expecting it because there's a double line, solid line. And uh, I think that part of the law was stupid, dangerous, unless you rethink that.
2: Sure. We'll have to look more into it, but it certainly sounds like something uh, that warrants some more discussion.
1: Yeah, I, I think that they should reconsider that, uh, especially the. At, uh, I'm in fear. I really am because, you know, for all these years, I, I, I would never dare cross that double line to pass a car. If there's a slow car in front of you, there's a double yellow line. You don't pass. That's the law. Uh, but now you can violate that in order to meet the four-foot rule, and uh, I think that's dangerous, and it's going to, I, I can see it, a lot of head-on collisions happening, and, and I know that any traffic law that they pass, you're supposed to do it in a safe way. But how many people are going to be expecting a cop being on the wrong side of the road because he's making way for bicyclists? Yeah, true. Uh, I, I just think that's dangerous.
2: Well, uh, have you heard
1: about the law? No, I, I hadn't heard about it at all. No, I'll have to look more into it. Yeah, then that's my fear that a lot of people are not going to be knowing that. Right, to you know, violate that uh, that double uh, yellow line.
2: Yeah, That's my idea I've of that. I've seen nothing about
1: it. Well, I look into it. You'll see that it's uh, it's a little bit uh, annoying. That that part. The rest, I, I, I'm in agreement with for that part about violating that line. Uh, that I, I see danger in that one.
2: Sure. I got to just hold you there because I'm up against my final break. But thank you for the call. And uh, we will certainly look more into that. I do have to take a break, though. We'll be back in a few moments. And welcome back in. You know, if you're hungry right now, what are you doing sitting around listening to me? Well, you can keep listening to me on the WBSM app. That's the great thing about it. It'll work in your house, in your car, whatever. But you can bring me on the app with you as you head down to just another Phoenix restaurant in Dartmouth and get yourself something good to eat. Because not only do they have all of your breakfast and lunch favorites, they have a very unique and creative special menu every day. They always have different specials, and they always come up with creative things like, you know, honey nut French toast, Boston cream French toast, my personal favorite, Uh, interesting omelets, interesting pancakes. The red velvet pancake was the very first thing I ever tried at Just Another Phoenix, and that's what kept me going back. So if you want to go and have something that is unique and different, you definitely want to head to Just Another Phoenix restaurant because breakfast can become mundane, but – they do it better than anybody, especially when it comes to things like a cheese roll. You would think that a cheese roll is, you go somewhere, it's a cheese roll or a linguiça cheese roll, and that's pretty much it. They can put anything you want in a cheese roll, and they, when they serve them to you, they're huge. They're a meal unto themselves. Just one of the many great things they have at just another Phoenix restaurant. You can head on down there, and you can sit in the restaurant and have something to eat, or you can get their entire menu available through their drive through window. How many breakfast restaurants, not fast food. Real breakfast restaurants have a drive through window, but they have one. So check them out. Just another Phoenix restaurant. It's on Fawns Corner Road in Dartmouth. And I guarantee you will find something there that you will have that will become your new favorite. All right. We are going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to take a break from the news. When we come back on the other side of the news, it'll be time for Midweek with the Mayor. If you want to call in and speak to New Bedford Mayor John Mitchell, you can do so at five zero eight. Nine nine six zero five hundred. You can also send in app chat messages and open line voicemails on the WBSM app. Uh, but of course, the mayor is uh, always in, always enjoys taking your questions, uh, and so we'll take some of those as well. But we have a number of issues that we're going to talk about with him uh, from this past week, including finding out more about the two million dollars that was awarded to tackle homelessness. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the president of Cape Verde visiting uh, last weekend.